This is the Narrative Shift Podcast, where we talk about faith, justice, race, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Terrence Lester. And I'm Johnny Taylor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Narrative Shift. This is the first episode of 2020. Wow. 2020 already, man. Yeah. First episode of season two. Uh, season one was pretty cool, don't you think? We yeah. went through your new book, I See You. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the I See You book yeah. and to all of the listeners that actually tuned in and uh, got something from season, season one. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't picked up that book yet, it's not too late. You can pick it up, read it, and go back and listen to the older episodes. But like I said, this is the first episode of 2020, and... Man, we just want to start off the year uh, with a little bit of hope, like hope for the year, like talking about how we can remain encouraged no matter where we're at in life, no matter what uh, work is bringing us, uh, no matter what our circumstances. Yeah. But before we like we we dive in too quick, man, how was your uh, holiday break? Uh, it was it was all over the place. Yeah. Um. Man, I, I really had to be intentional about uh, creating uh, that space to like really focus on on family and and try to enjoy. Um, I'm, I'm one of the persons that kind of like wrestled through the seasonal uh, lows, you know. And yeah. I know there are many people out there that kind of like you know uh, have triggers during those months and and stuff like that, man. So. It was all over the place, but uh, you know, I had a, a couple great moments with with my kids and and my wife, man. And I, I just enjoy family. What about you, yeah. man? My break was was good. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, like it can be difficult to really focus in on really like resting and yeah, using the holiday time to to really spend quality time with your with your family. Yeah, and not making it about. Um, like busyness. Like yeah. sometimes the holidays can be even busier than just the normal rest yeah. of the year. Cause I mean, there's parties and parties, all kinds of stuff. gatherings. Um, but busyness also can be translated in this idea of, uh, like comparison as well. Yeah. Like, you know, during these, these, uh, breaks and even at, in the start of the new year, everybody's like, you know, posting resolutions and right. posting pictures and uh it's it's easy to get caught up in the busyness of of comparing yourself to other people, man. And you know, during this time for me, I don't know about you, like I, I really just tried to unplug um mm-hmm. and not get on social media as much. Yeah, I definitely tried to dial that stuff down myself and there was a bunch of events and stuff like I just had to say no to wow. because like I know like I'm going to be exhausted and I'm not going to be able to enjoy the like you said the family time and yeah. what, what it's about yeah man and I think a, a, a large part of being intentional is uh, you know being empowered by saying no uh, mm-hmm. which is it takes courage to does because you know it's very easy to slip off into a pattern where you get so used to saying yes yes to everything yes to a party yes to a gathering yes Mm -hmm. to you know another thing on your plate yes to this yes to that and before you know it um you're literally exhausted 
Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's, it's it's not even physical; it's just mental exhaustion, right? Mm-hmm. And I I think you know a good landing place that we you know want to start as we talk about the hardships that you know I face, you face in um, twenty nineteen, and uh, that we can look forward in this th- through the lens of intentionality. So yeah, yeah. Uh, how was your two thousand nineteen though, man? Man, it was different than any other year I've experienced, and I know um, a, a lot of people around me can say that. Mm. Uh, I just experienced a lot of, um, not necessarily me, but my friends like went through so much loss of, yeah. uh, like unexpected loss. Like, I mean, people younger than me passing away just mm. out of the blue and wow. lots of hardships. So it was, it was difficult. Um, of course, like, like seeing them grieve, but also finding my place in that yeah. grieving with them. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, man, grief is is one of those things where it just, I mean, it literally can uh, take you out. Um, there's so many facets of of grief that a person can and will will go through. Um, you know, for me, man, I, I experienced a lot of a, a lot of loss uh, in 2019, and at times it was it was really difficult. Um, going through those different things. I mean, personally and uh, professionally. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, at times when you're, you're experiencing loss, man, um, there are moments where, you know, you, you feel isolated. Um, yeah. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you you don't realize that there are other people who are also experiencing similar things. You just feel like, it's like the world just closes in and it's just you going through this. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, everyone experiences grief in different ways as well. And there's so many different aspects to it. Um, and it can feel like what we're going through is like overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And man, it's, it's, I, th- I feel like just suffocating is the best word for it. Yeah. That's just, like, feels like you're boxed in. Yeah. That's a good term, man. And the other thing too about grief and loss is that um, I like what this this uh, you know Diane uh, Thomas said. She says grief uh, comes and goes uh, like the trains in a big city, and sometimes we are the passengers who are uh, who board the train and get carried away, and other times we are left at the station holding a ticket as we watch those around us depart and fade away. And I think I think that is very poetic where, you know, sometimes grief is taking you to and fro um, in the context of emotions, uh, you know, through depression, through denial, through, you know, um, anger, through all these different emotions associated with grief. But then there are times where, you know, you feel this immense um, isolation that comes along with it where it feels like everybody else is, is leaving and departing and you're left, uh, to wrestle with, um, the loss, uh, alone. Um, I think one of the things that, um, is really important during these times, man, especially in terms of, of remaining encouraged. Uh, one of the things that I tried to practice myself in 2019 was just remaining open. 
um, which is a very loaded word. Uh, and I'm not talking about just like open telling everybody what, you know, what I lost, what I'm going through and all those things, but like open with intentionality of, you know, sharing with openness, uh, and being vulnerable with, with friends who are safe. Um, because sometimes when you are experiencing loss and grief, I think, uh, you get into a pattern of thinking where you only see the negative, uh, uh, highlights, right. And sometimes they are few and far in between, but those negative things become big boulders in your life. And sometimes it's really good uh, when you're going through um, discouragement um, or hardship or loss to be open and vulnerable where you share with friends because sometimes friends have, you know, a, a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are many times, man, where, you know, I don't know if I've shared this in past uh, podcasts where my son uh, you know, was dealing with health issues and still to this day, he's on, on medication for a health issue. And there were times when, you know, I was in and out of the hospitals and, and dealing with, uh, those hardships and feeling powerless, uh, many times as a, as a father and, uh, wanting to care for my child and control the situation, but it was out of my hands. And, um, there were times where I just, I literally reached out to people and, opened up and shared about what I was feeling inside and allowed myself to be poured into by friends who were safe. Yeah. 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 And sometimes like that's the only thing that really gets you through. Mm. Like is having that, that safe community around you where you, you know, like, Hey, I can be broken and not okay. And, um, at the lowest of my low, but there are people who are around me who are going to if not lift me up, um, just sit with me in that brokenness. And mm. man, that even speaks volumes. Like, Oh man, people who just aren't afraid to, to be there, to be present. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, people who will help you carry, um, the weight of responsibility. Um, you know, uh, me personally. So like, there are people who experience loss from time to time, but then there are some people who may experience loss back to back to back. And sometimes the loss of things uh, within themselves can be so overwhelming to the point where you just don't have any strength left and you need uh, people that will help hold up your arms, help, uh, you know, uh, give you perspective and clarity uh, when when uh, so much of what you see through the experience, the lenses of the experience uh, can create this cloudiness. Um, and you need someone who would just jump in, man, without judgment and help you carry some uh, responsibilities. I love what uh, Solomon says in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes. Um, and he's like talking about friendship and uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. He's He's basically saying two are better than one because uh, they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. Um, that's verses nine and 10. And I love this idea of, you know, when I'm weak and you're strong, you help me through. When you're weak and I'm strong, I help you through. And this like reciprocal um, uh, strength giving back and forth that is this this mutual exchange of, you know, 
uh, how we support each other on the journey. And I think that is what, you know, uh, the way of Jesus and, 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 and following in those footsteps is all about. Um, that's how it's supposed to be uh, reflected in community, man. So, yeah, being open, bro. Yeah. I think another thing, too, uh, in remaining encouraged is to uh, be intentional about re- like uh, creating one of the things that I did. And I don't know if you do this, John, but you can speak into it. But uh, I literally uh, was encouraged by one of my friends to create uh, a, like a, a, a big things that have happened in my life or um, a gratitude list. Or things that I can point to uh, in the midst of loss and grief and go, hey, you know, I suffered this, but look at all these amazing things that have happened as a result of faithfulness and obedience and consistency and all those things, man. Um, I think sometimes, too, it's very hard to reflect on all of the good things that have happened because we, uh, you know, we are weighed down by the things that are before us. Right. Yeah, we can get so caught up in like what's going on right now, which is, I mean, it's natural and not necessarily like a bad thing to do. Like we're supposed to process what is going on. But like you said, we can't let that get in the way of where we're going. Yeah. Like it can't like it can't blind us from the future. Yeah. Um, and we can look back to the past things that have happened to us to, to give us hope for the future. Like, I mean, there's been good things that have happened to me before, mm. and there will be good things that happen down the road, even though I'm in this place of loss and uh, despair, even. Like, no matter what it feels like right now, I know there is hope for a future. Um, yeah. But, man, like, that almost reminds me, like, another, like, one thing I used to kind of help me remain encouraged uh, during times like that is remembering, like, why, mm. why I started. That's like, good. Uh, keeping myself grounded in, in purpose. Yeah. Uh, like when stuff doesn't go right, like remember, hey, um, like this didn't turn out how I thought it would, but that doesn't mean it's over because this is why I started. Yeah, that's good. I think that can be can be helpful. Yeah, and and it helps you to like stay on track because yeah. you know one of the one of the things that. Um, you know, hardship does is it creates uh, distractions, right? And distractions can ultimately like dislocate you out of your purpose, out of, you know, the things that you're pursuing. And it's always, you know, always uh, important to keep the why before you um, because distractions will cause mission creep. You know, it will make you forget, you know, what purpose is before you, mm-hmm. uh, the mission that you're on, and what you should really be focused focusing on. So yeah. I think I think that's a great point, man. Um, d- do you have any experiences where you've had to remind yourself why? Yeah, I mean, even recently, like um, you know, like I said, 2019. There's a lot of a lot of loss around me, and uh, being in ministry, like you have to you have to lean in to mm. people who are experiencing loss and grieving. Yeah. And man, so much of me just wanted to like back away. And I have to remember like, 
man, I, I'm not in this just for the for the good times and the celebrations. Like, I didn't say like I wanted to to do ministry just when it when it feels good and uh, you know when we can celebrate and be like, oh, look at all these these good things that have happened. But it's also it's the bad um, along with it. Uh, C.S. Lewis says, and I think uh, his book, A Grief Observed, mm. I believe it's the book. Uh, he says, love is trading uh, happy, happiness now for sorrow later. Mm. Um, and like, I, I had to remind myself, like, hey, I've, I've had the happiness and now I've, I've got to go through a little bit of sorrow with people. Yeah. And... Uh, that I mean, it, it kept me encouraged. Like knowing, like this is just part of life. Like there's right. gonna there there will be good times again. Um, you know, twenty twenty is coming up. It could be this year can be so much better than last. Um, yeah. But like, I still have to go through what's before me. Like, I still have to make it through twenty nineteen, and I have to lean in and not check out. Yeah. Yeah, man. What about you, though, man? When you go through hardships personally, what um, what do you do to to remain encouraged? Man, I have to remind myself of not only who I am, but like who I want to be, um, and what I care about. Yeah, a lot of people don't like they'll go through life not even thinking about what they really care about. Like Mm -hmm. deep down, like what are their values? What is their uh, mission statement, if yeah. you will. And I have to remind myself, like, man, if I'm I'm feeling discouraged, is it because I'm not even in, like, like what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, are my core values, have they shifted? Um, am I, like, outside of that, I guess, that sweet spot? Or is it just something, uh, something that, that I'm going through, like, that's unavoidable, like no matter what. Yeah. So you would say that, um, you know, you refer to your set of personal core values. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think setting core values is, is another way of, of keeping yourself, you know, on mission, on target, uh, focused, uh, whenever you experience any type of, uh, hardships and then even being like, raw and honest and even vulnerable with like your friends that are safe about those core values. So whenever, uh, they may observe, uh, you know, you getting off path or off track, they can hold you accountable. Um, but I, but I also think, uh, another thing too, man, is during those hard moments, I think sometimes we forget, uh, that people, have, you know, honest and raw feelings, right? And normally uh, you see on like social media or you'll hear from business experts to just grind, grind through it, you know, you know, keep climbing the mountain and like all these quotes about, you know, grind 24-7. And sometimes, you know, hardship does give you a time to like reflect and pause but also, uh, it invites you into a place where you could you should care for yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and self care looks uh, really different from uh, different types of people. I know personally, me, uh, one of the things that I do to self care is um, I like to you know read and um, go and meet with people that are 
really inspirational, even if we, you know, like really, really close friends. I set up meetings. I uh, go to new places. Uh, just being in new environments sometimes can uh, provide a sense of inspiration. And, and what I'm basically saying is that inspiration needs to be scheduled. Um, caring for yourself, uh, sometimes even like, you know, going to the doctor and like, or, uh, it's not just like going to get a massage and just like resting for a moment, but it's, it's really paying attention to uh, what your body is telling you, what your mind, what your heart and all of uh, you is telling you, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I like to say, man, like if a, if a car needs to there or it's oil changed every 3000 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have to rotate the brakes or change the brakes um, or change the tires. How much more should we, you know, care for ourselves? Right. Yeah. And I was almost about to use a car analogy too. Like like if, like you see, like, you know, your, uh, your fuel gauge, like if it's on, Mm. if it's on E, that's not one of those things you just push through and be like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep driving. Like I'm, I can make it through. You pull over and (laughs) you'll be on the side of the road. You, You fill up, at a gas station and then you can keep going. Yeah. Um, mm. but like, you know, like why do we think the opposite of that in life? Like when we, when we come up on hardships, when our, our internal fuel tanks are on E, like why do we think we can just push through and like, it's just going to magically work out. Yeah. Or even, uh, the analogy of the, the check engine light, right. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I've been guilty of this too. Um, and I'm sure many people can relate, uh, to having, uh, the check engine light on in their cars and they, they're just riding around. <laughs> like, right. Because they're still driving, right? right. right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's me <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. My check engine yeah, light came on. I'm like, Ugh. And like you you take it in and you get this diagnosis and you're like, oh, next time, oh, next time. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's what happens, you know, um, in a very uh, metaphoric way. Uh, we just keep putting it off, uh, you know, Obviously, there's like something going on inside and um, it's it's telling us that we need to, you know, kind of care for ourselves. And it's okay to pause and care and then continue the journey. Uh, But to keep driving around will eventually lead to a breakdown. And I think we were talking about this earlier before we hopped on the podcast, man, that um, discouragement can lead to eventually like you you're breaking down if you just stay in that in that place. Yeah. And it I mean you'll let yourself become like isolated too. Yeah. Um like like we almost like kind of get stuck in that in that state of discouragement and then like internally like we know like okay the check engine lights on mm. but externally like we're we're trying to make it look like nothing nothing bad is going on like we're good. Right. And eventually like we just have this big breakdown yeah. and everyone's kind of shocked and yeah, you're left with this like, like disaster zone yeah. of, of yourself. Yeah, man. Um, early on in my twenties, I had a mentor that would always say, uh, secrecy produces weakness. Hmm. And, um, he was talking about the power of, remaining open and, and keeping yourself accountable to people um, in, in uh, like the, the business place. <clears throat> but I think that can cross over and it becomes uh, truthful even in like just your personal 
uh, healthiness. You know, it's just like if you got some things going on, you know, open up and talk about it. Um, The thing that I've been observing now is the trends of, you know, these leaders who are leading ministries and they have platforms and all of a sudden, like, they commit suicide or, like, people who battle with um, depression and they do it in isolation or, you know, all of this jargon and um, uh, content around, you know, you know, making entrepreneurship cool to the point where uh, we never talk to the entrepreneur about, you know, taking time to rest and and pulling away to uh, fill his or her take up. You know, it's it's just like we have got to uh, move into a space where we make ourselves more accountable so we can remain encouraged. And I, I would say like one of the last things and we can talk about this for a good little minute, but like your diet. Uh, going through not just your physical diet, but you know, what are you listening to? Uh, what are you reading? Uh, what are you digesting? Uh, what are the visuals? Because uh, all of those things, like the ears, the eyes, you know, all of those things are, are windows to the soul, essentially. And we have to make sure that you know we are uh, intentionally listening to things that will give us an alternate. Uh, alternate uh, perspective, but also like fills us up. Um, There are times, man, where, you know, I'll wrestle with discouragement and I have to be intentional about listening to things that is totally opposite of what I'm, I'm facing presently. Um, Just because I need to make sure that my diet and what I'm constantly consuming is something that can fill me back up. Yeah, that's good. Uh, A lot of people don't even think about that. Like what we're, ingesting when it comes to the, like the content around us like i mean what kind of movies and tv shows are we watching constantly what kind of music are we listening to um what what voices around us are we listening to who are we listening to are we right. listening to people who are constantly being negative and uh pulling us down or are we listening to those voices that are saying hey like I mean, it's okay to be broken, but you're going to push through it. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not, like, saying that you can't listen or watch, uh, you know, what what you enjoy. But, like, uh, I think what another thing that we're really focused on is, like, be aware of what triggers you. Yeah. You know, if you're sad, are you going to watch go and watch a, a thriller? <laughs> you right, know? yeah. And that's going to, you know, increase your... You know your emotional right. posture for more sadness. Yeah. You know, or like um, if you're angry, are you gonna listen to some music that's right. gonna invoke like, more anger? Like so Taylor like, Swift. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's 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 really important to to just be aware of, the, of those things as well, man. But John, man, like, um, what 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 do you do normally in terms of diet uh, when you're facing hardship? Man, um, personally, like I like to like make sure I'm leaning into like scripture and Mm. listening to worship music and Mm. uh, being around my church community as much as I can. Yeah, Uh, because like you said, like making sure like I've got the goodness going and not just uh, like not leading myself further and further into that uh, despair or discouragement. Yeah, like I want to make sure like. I'm I'm being lifted out somehow. Yeah, that's good, man. And 
I'll probably close on this analogy, but um, I was uh, <clears throat> I was uh, at the house one day and uh, I had gone outside. Obviously, I had left the lights on in the car and uh, my battery died. And, you know, if you've ever had a battery to die, the, the first thing you think about is, oh, Lord, how am I going to start this thing? Um, and I remember like sitting there, you know, I didn't have jumper cables. I looked everywhere for them. And uh, finally I just, I walked across the street to ask, ask my neighbor and, um, uh, immediately he goes in the garage, he gets his truck, comes out, um, you know, hooks his battery up to mine and his, his lively truck. And, uh, you know, it took a couple tries and finally it crunk up. And I'll never forget uh, walking away from that experience, uh, even thinking about the context of like relational relationships and, you know, uh, hardships and, you know, kind of just like where you are in life. Sometimes you will deal with some dead situations, Um, dead times on, on your job, dead times in relationships, dead times in your entrepreneurship journey, dead times all around you. And the the normal negative response to it is just to sit there and wonder um, and and, and essentially do nothing. Um, But the life-giving thing would be to connect with other people who have life uh, that can breathe that life into you. And I think that's how God works in our lives, man, that um, it's those connections, right? (laughs) Those connections that we're able to make with people that essentially fires us up um, to help us start us on our journey. Um, and I thought I'd just share that since we've been using the analogy of, analogies of cars, but hey man, if you're out there and uh, you've you felt discouraged, um, what we're saying is we identify. Um, you're not alone. And to encourage you to, to do some of the things that we mentioned in this podcast, and we figured we were we would start 2020 off like this is because while everybody is posting about how great the year is going to be and you know all of these personal achievements they're going to try to pursue and um, all these dreams that are going to become reality, there's a population of people out there that are, are suffering and they're suffering in silence. Would you say? Yeah, I would say so. You got any encouraging words for people, man, before we close? Yeah. I mean, I almost want to like, like echo what you said, like find those people around you. Like don't like, you can't do this on your own. I don't care who you are. Like we're meant for community and we need other people in our lives and we can't isolate ourselves. So if you, if you are going through a, season of discouragement and maybe it's been a long time maybe it's been like it could be months it could have it could be years that you've been going through this like find people who you can have around you who will who will help lift you out yeah or at least uh walk with you through it yeah that's good man i think this was a a great uh podcast to start off the the new year um we're we're gonna share more. We're gonna interview people this year. We're gonna 
take you guys on our journey, but we're going to talk about a lot of uh, real topics. And as you can see, we are um, we're actually recording on location today. Yep. Um, we're in a coffee shop right here in East Point, Georgia. Shout out to Cup Cakery for allowing us to uh, use their space. Um and uh, you know, record this podcast. But hey, man, uh, subscribe, uh, leave a review, share this uh, with someone who you think could benefit. Um, Johnny, you want to do the social media handles? Yeah. So you can find me at Johnny Taylor ninety five. That's J O H N N Y T A Y L O R nine five, and that is on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then you can also follow Love Beyond Walls on Instagram. Yeah, shout out to Love Beyond Walls, man, um, for giving us the space to record this podcast. Um, you know, uh, that's you know Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us there. You can also follow us uh, at Dignity Museum, which is a, a, a traveling museum that we created. Uh, we got some cool things coming up with that this year. And I'm Terrence Lester. You can follow me on my personal uh, social media account. That's I'm Terrence Lester. I-M-T-E-R-E-N-C-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. Uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can always go to lovebeyondwalls.org to, to learn more information. Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. All right. Peace. Thank you.